and welcome back to the Prism Podcast. My name is Sydney Lish, but you can call me Sid. After five years of mentoring thousands of people as a wellness entrepreneur, I figured it was time to create a one-stop shop for you to find all things business advice, health and wellness, success principles, creating legacy income, tangible tips, motivation, and more. The Prism Podcast captures a full spectrum of all the information you need to actualize your excellence. So let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Prism Podcast. I'm Sid. If you're watching on YouTube, hello, hello, hello. And today we're coming back with another recording that I found from back in the day that, again, I think will resonate with so many of you because a majority of you guys that listen are either entrepreneurs or you're in sales or you have coaching companies or you have beauty, you know, beauty salons and spas or you're even stay-at-home moms. A lot of these skills can really support. And I believe that sales skills, whether it's applied in a network marketing context or just a general sales um perspective can all be really, really valuable. And this, this episode today is all about follow-up and the skill of follow-up. And again, watching back this video, I was just like, this is so much value for anyone and everyone, because at the end of the day, all of us are selling ourselves every single day, even if it's in relationships or friendships, and it's not even necessarily in business. It's such a great skill to know. And I think the most important skill for all of us to know is sales, because if you can sell anything yourself, a product, a service, you can make money forever, right? You can always find a way to make money because sales drives everything that we do and everything that we have in life, right? Without sales, we don't have anything. We can't buy anything. We can't sell anything. We, there's no, we don't have clothes. We have nothing. So today we're going to be talking about follow-up. And uh, when I say fortune is in the follow-up, it truly, truly is. So we're going to dive right into this episode, but I just wanted to pop on here first and say hi. Um, and again, this recording was done. Gosh, it's probably been, it was probably back in 2020, end of 2020 or early 2021 but all of the information is still so valid. So I'm so excited for you guys to check it out. If you have any questions, let me know. And without further ado, enjoy the episode on follow-up. And tonight I'm going to be covering a topic. Let me make sure I'm, I've got myself going. Okay. I'm going to be covering a topic tonight uh, that I think is actually, I know is one of the most important topics. And I think it's a really underrated topic in network marketing. It's been a while since we've talked about it on this team call and I think it's absolutely underrated and critical. Um, and it's something that professionals do really well in network marketing and amateurs, I find, often don't do really well. Um, and it, it's something that a lot of people have stories around. It's something that a lot of people are like, I don't want to bug people. I don't want to circle back with people if they say no or they're not interested right now. Right. So this topic that I'm going to be talking about tonight is follow-up. Okay. How many of you, when I say like follow-up, either you're like, okay, I kind of don't even know what that is, or I don't do that enough. I know I don't do that enough. Yeah. I know even I am like, I could probably even get better at follow-up. And I would say I'm pretty ruthless in my follow-up tactics. Okay. So what am I going to be talking about? Yes. Fortune is in the follow-up for real MC. I love that. Um, so what I want you guys to think of with, with isogenics and network marketing in your business is a follow-up is a way of taking ownership for your business, right? Prospecting is a way of being really proactive in your business, prospecting and connecting. But if you're unwilling to follow up with people, 
your business isn't going to grow to be very big. Your recruitment numbers are probably going to be really low because what I found is every single person on this call, I know for sure has been followed up with before they got started on Isagenics. Um, but if we can change our, our idea of what follow-up is a little bit, I think it'll help. So with follow-up, how I like to say it in my mind, and I actually got this from Eric Worre, is follow-through, right? Follow-up isn't just for people who haven't started on Isagenics yet. Follow-up is follow-through on, on everything. So even Shanice or Brandy or MC, when I'm working with them, and because we're partners, right? I'm not just following up until they're enrolled into Isagenics. I follow up with them and I follow through with them always with the next exposure. So it's like, awesome. We talked this Tuesday. When are we talking next? When are we touching base next? Okay. I'm going to give you that video that I told you I was going to give you right. Follow up, follow through. It's the same kind of thing. So in your business, I want you to think of it as a field. Okay. How many of you guys have heard the term, um, or the, the saying that in Isagenics we're farmers, we're not hunters. Have any of you heard that saying? Yep. Go like that. Cool. Um, so it, it's very true. We're not here to like and some of my reds, if you know what I mean, like our, our motivation is success and winning. We like to act like we're hunters and we want to like kill our prey and eat it, <laughs> right? We want to get them into our team. We want to get this person. And then once we get them and we get our PIB, we're like, okay, now what? Like we're out. Right. And so I want you to think of your business as a field. Okay. And all you're doing as you're going through every single day and you're a farmer, you're not a hunter, you're planting seeds. You're planting seeds every single day. Every person is a seed. You're planting them in your field, right? I grew up in Montana, so I definitely know this well, right? You have a field, you plant seeds every single day. But as a farmer, if you don't give your seeds light and water, which in this business is follow-up, your seeds are never going to come to fruition, right? They're never going to come to fruition. The difference between network marketing and a lot of other things like, you know, some, some sales and a lot of other things that are like immediate gratification is that when we plant these seeds, we want to see the result right away. How many of you guys get impatient? You're like, I talked to this person once and they didn't get started. I guess I can't talk to them again. I got to go find somebody else, right? This is like planting bamboo seeds. How many of you guys are familiar with like the concept of bamboo growing? concept of bamboo growing, right? So if, you, if you're not familiar, when you plant a bamboo seed, it actually takes five years for a bamboo seed to break ground. Five years for it to break ground. And a lot of times in network marketing, when we plant seeds, it takes six months, it takes a year, it takes three years, it takes five years before those seeds might sprout or those people might enroll or those people might do something in business, right? And so if, however, when bamboo breaks ground, it can actually grow in its first five weeks up to 90 feet tall. But it takes 90 feet tall in five weeks, but it takes up to five years for it to even break through the soil. How many of you feel like that's kind of how you feel in network marketing sometime, sometimes? You're like, I feel like I've planted all these seeds and nothing's happening. But then it's like, you're consistent for 90 days or you're consistent for four or five weeks. And then it's like, everything comes to fruition. You enroll five, 10 people in a week and you're like, oh my gosh, wow, that's crazy, right? I always tell people like, whatever you do right now is gonna show up in 90 days. And so I want you guys to think and shift your focus from I gotta plant these seeds and if nothing happens with them right away, then I don't wanna put any more energy into it and shift it into I'm gonna plant these seeds 
knowing that if I continue to follow up with these people, if I continue to stay in relationship with these people and have a long-term mindset, it's going to pay off in the long run. How many of you guys can get down with that a little bit? Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for interacting. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys a couple examples of some situations where follow-up became a really important part of this business. Okay. And just, I want you to listen to these stories. If you know these stories, awesome. If you don't know these stories, you're probably going to be shocked. First of all, I want you to take into account and maybe even type in the chat, how many times on average the person you, you think, cause you probably don't even remember how many times on average do you feel the person who got you started in isogenics had to follow up with you or touch base with you before you got started? I would love to see in the chat. I saw that MC put like, um, five to six years, three times, Ashton, three times, three years. Okay. One and done two times, two to two or three. Great. And also remember every time you saw the person post about it is a follow-up or exposure. Every single time that you heard from that person, follower up or exposure three times. Okay, great. Great. So I'm going to tell you guys a couple stories. Zach Slobin, right? We all know Zach Slobin took him five to six years of saying no to isogenics before he got started. That included saying no to Kathy Coover, who is the owner and founder of isogenics. Okay. Kelly Dickerhoof, who is now one of the top 10 income earners in the entire company as a hairdresser, took three years to enroll her best friend, Laura Stevens, who ended up having, I think, one of the teams with the most personally enrolled executives of every team in Isogenics. Okay. Warren Lance, who's one of also the top, top earners in the company, took six years to get enrolled by Michael Klaus, who's the number one income earner in the company. Are you willing to follow up with people, buy them dinner, get together with them for six years if it meant that they would come in and absolutely change not only their business, but your life and your business as well? Would it be worth it for you? Marissa Stevens, who's on this call, I followed up with her 50 times. That included her ignoring my calls when we had calls booked. That including her, it included her ignoring my messages, ghosting me completely ignoring me for six months at a time and then coming back and being like, I want to do this. And then ghosting me again. Right. If Marissa's listening to this, she probably hates me right now. 50 times I had her credit card. She was like, "Ah, oh, no, don't put it through. She ordered products. She let them sit there for a year. Didn't use them. Then she came back. Guess what? She's a crystal manager and she's been absolutely crushing it and rolling so many people every single week, impacting so many lives because the timing was right. John Anderson. How many of you guys are familiar with John Anderson? John Anderson created the Isogenics products. John Anderson is the man who created and formulated the Isogenics Cleanse for Life, the shakes, the Isoline shakes, and many of the other products. Do any of you guys know how many times he had to follow up with Jim and Kathy Coover to found the actual company before they said yes? He followed up with them over 20 times and bought Jim Coover a motorcycle just for him to take a look at Isogenics. Without those 20 phone calls, the ignores, the not answering the messages on the answering machine, without the motorcycle, Isogenics wouldn't exist and none of us would be here right now because he had a vision for what was possible. My amazing, I'm, I'm going to keep throwing stories at you guys. My amazing friend, Casey Tom, who I've done events with here in Denver, she's an FDN certified nutritionist, said no to Isogenics for 10 years. 10 years. And in her first year, she's almost going to be actually a year and a half. She's almost at $150,000 with isogenics. 
and almost 4,000 lives impacted, right? Susan Sly, who is a top 10 income earner as well, has, has like 18 different freaking businesses, ran a marathon with a broken hip. She was followed up 21 phone calls, followed 21 phone calls, said no, 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 finally said yes. So if you, and this is just a reality check for you, maybe a little intake process. If you feel like you're hustling and grinding and talking to so many people and your business isn't growing in the way that you want it to, maybe take an intake process of what's my follow-up process look like? Am I treating follow-up as important as it could be in my business? Or am I just reaching out to people and taking their no as a no? And you guys can type in the chat if you feel that way. I don't know if you feel that way. But what I will tell you, is especially right now with collagen. If you give up on the follow-up process, someone else is gonna follow up with that person that you planted the seed with. They're gonna get enrolled into their team right now and you're gonna be pissed. I'm just saying. I just talked to a girl today and she goes, oh, I used to be enrolled in Isogenics like five or six years ago. I had no idea the collagen was a thing. She goes, I wanna enroll with you guys. That sounds great. I didn't have to do any of the work, but I was the person who followed through with her. And even when she was like, I'm skeptical of isogenics, but this seems great. I was like, cool, let's do it. She's like, I'm so excited. Let's do this, right? Follow up. It has nothing. It has way less to do with who introduces that person. It has everything to do with who builds the relationship and continues to follow up with that person and follow through with that person, right? So I'm going to give you guys a couple of sales statistics, and then I'm going to give you the how, the how of follow up, all the details. Does that sound good? I'm trying to see all these comments. I love the engagement. I love the engagement. All right. So sales statistics, if you guys again feel like, well, I talked to that person once they said no, never take a no at face value. That's what I'm just going to tell you right now. Never take a no at face value. Cause it's usually not a no. It's I don't have enough information or it's not the right time. Yes. Now is not the right time. Right? So 48% of sales, ne salespeople never follow up with a prospect. 48%. That's half the time. And maybe you guys can take an account too. If these like resonate with your, like, you're like, wow, I am part of that 48%. 48% never follow up with a prospect. Okay. Only 10% of salespeople, 10% make more than three contacts with a prospect. 10%. That's like nothing. If you just make three contacts with a prospect, you're literally in the 10% of this business model and sales in general, just for going that extra mile, following up with people, checking in on them, building relationships, right? 2%, 2%, two out of 100, 2% of sales are made on the first contact. So if you're thinking like, wow, I've literally only talked, you know, I've talked to so many people every day, but none of them are enrolling, but you're like, actually, I haven't followed up with any of them. And the people who said, no, I'm not interested, I literally never went back to, or I got mad at them because they said no. But then you realize only 2% of the sales are made on the first contact. Oh my God. Okay. 3% of the sales are made on the second contact. 5% are made on the third. We're only at 5% on the third contact, right? And only 10% of people do three contacts or more. However, 80% of sales are made on the fifth to 12th contact. So if you think about it, if you just go from three follow-ups to five with each of your prospects, touch them, give them value, provide value. I'm going to talk about how we do that. You literally have, what is that? A 75% higher chance 
with two extra contacts of enrolling that person. You're already doing the work. Why not just follow up with them a couple extra times? be on their radar a couple of extra times. And what's really nice about follow-up in 2021 is a lot of the exposures of those five to 12 contacts don't even have to be contacts. It's you being in their awareness. So you being on social media, you showing up on Instagram, you showing up on Facebook. I can tell you so many people come out of the blue and they're now they're like, okay, I've literally been watching you. And it's just like, I can't even like deal with it anymore. Cause like you just keep showing up. Like, what do you have going on? What is this collagen stuff? I see it every day. Like I, I literally need it because it's just, we're constantly in their forefront of their awareness with building relationships. It's really important that we don't just post and pray and post and pray and post and pray. We cultivate those relationships. But if you can just start cultivating the relationships and then you use some of your social media to cover those five to 12 contacts, right? That's going to help you a lot. And then you continue to follow up with them on a personal level. How many of you guys feel like you could type in the chat a one in the chat if you feel like you could better your follow-up just in the amount of times you're following up with people? And you're like, wow, I feel like I have only followed up with all my people once and I took their responses face value and I just ignored them because they said no. Cool. Lots of ones. All right. So like Mary Catherine said in the chat, fortune, the fortune is in the follow-up. And if you really like think about that, you're like, okay, wait, the fortune is not in the prospecting. The fortune is not in the connecting with people. The fortune is literally in following up with the people that you are prospecting and connecting with. Okay. So what is follow-up? I want to get really clear on this with you guys, because a lot of people have a misunderstanding that follow-up is just like reaching out to people and not like following through on things. Right. So follow-up is not, Hey, Brandy, how's it going? How's your day? If I've already talked to her about isogenics, that doesn't count as a follow-up. That just counts as avoiding what you've already talked to her about. Let's say I've talked to Brandy and she's like, uh, now's not the right time for isogenics. I'm pretty sure we probably went through this with her actually. She's like, I'm just not ready. It's not the right time. And I'm like, cool, you know, I'll follow up with you later. And then I reach out to her in a couple of days and I'm like, Hey, how are you? That for me doesn't count as a, a follow-up. You're, you're in her awareness, but you're not like re-asking her about isogenics right? So when you're following up with people, it's people that have seen information already. So they've seen a video, they've, you know, asked you about the collagen on Instagram, you've brought it up to them and they've gotten on a three-way call, right? And usually it's now it's not the right time or I don't have enough information. It's never a no. It's never, ever, 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 ever a no, because even the hardest core no's have turned into yeses. Zach literally said no to Kathy Coover and it wasn't a no because then he came back and ended up making millions with Eden. It wasn't really a no. It was just, he didn't have the right information or it wasn't the right time for him to see what's possible here. And if you just have that kind of mindset with people, it's going to help you. So a follow-up is following through on what you said you do. So again, if I talk to Brandy, I'm going to use her as an example. If I'm talking to Brandy and she's like, you know, it's, it's literally just not the right time. I'm always going to ask her, Hey, that's totally cool. Do you mind if I follow up with you? If she says yes, I'd be like, cool still going to follow up with you. <laughs> right. If she says, no, that's totally fine. You can definitely follow up with me. I'd be like, great. When would be a good time for me to circle back with you about this? And we can revisit the conversation. Maybe when you have more time in your life or you're ready to create more time, maybe when you, you know, feel like your finances are in a better situation, when would be a good time for me to follow up with you? And she's going to tell me, she's going to say April, April 1st. Cool. All I know for sure 
is that I'm not going to only follow up with Brandy on April 1st. It's in my calendar, April 1st, follow up with Brandy. Hey, Brandy, I know you said reach out to you on April 1st. I just wanted to circle through and follow through on what I said I was going to do. How are you doing? How's your life situation? What's going on? But before that, if it's now and I have six months until April or seven months till April, you know, I'm going to be checking in on Brandy. I'm going to be like, hey, Brandy, I saw this podcast. I thought of you. I just, I literally just wanted to send it to you. It reminded me of our conversation that we had. I'm dripping on her, right? Hey, Brandy, I saw that you just posted that your dog went to the the vet. I'm so sorry. How's everything going? Are you feeling good emotionally? That's circling back with people. It's building the trust. It's building the relationship. Because if Brandy is like, oh yeah, text me in April or call me in April. We'll get on a phone call. And then I don't talk to her till April. Brandy's literally going to feel, how many of you guys would feel like this? She, Sydney's only following up with me because she wants to sell me something on April 1st. She's not following up because she cares. But if you can care about people and continue to cheer for them, even in the interim when they're not building isogenics or it's not the right time, you bet your bottom dollar when it is the right time, because it always will be the right time eventually, that they're going to come to you, that they're going to know that you're the person they can come to that still, frankly, gives a crap about them because everyone's selling something. And so if you can stand apart by being excellent in your follow-up and adding value and just caring about people because that's what we do, your business is going to grow. So again, with follow-up, it's checking in on them, but then also saying like being willing to say, hey, I know we had a conversation a while ago about isogenics and collagen and you were really excited. And then we just kind of let the conversation fall away. I don't know if you're open to revisiting the conversation, but I would absolutely love to just have, you know, a quick open conversation about it. See if it's the right time. See if I can give you some information that makes you feel like you're excited about it. Because I know once you see what I see, you're going to want to be a part of this, right? Because it's true. Follow-up is just speaking your truth and following through on what you said you were going to do. So when you're following up with people, a couple ideas that you can have that you can use is providing value, right? Based on certain conversations. I wouldn't send Brandy an a, a article on something that made no sense, right? I, would, I wouldn't be like, oh, I saw this article. It made me think of you when it's about like Corvettes and we never talked about Corvettes, right? I'm going to send her an article of like something about, I don't freaking know, whatever the conversation was based on. Like, oh, here's an article. I just, I just listened to this podcast on superfood nutrition. And I know you're really into superfood nutrition. It's not even isogenics related. I just thought of you. I wanted to send it to you. Hope you like it. Let me know when you listen to it, right? Provide value, 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 value builds trust, trust, trust. And we want to build trust with people because when people trust us, they'll buy from us and they'll partner with us. It's that simple. Also focus on what they want versus what you think they want. How many of you guys are like, oh, I'm going to send you this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And they're like, actually, I was hoping to learn about like the business opportunity and you're only sending me stuff about product. I'm like, oh, because I didn't even ask. Ask people, hey, if I could send you some information on this to like give you something else to check out, what would you like to learn more about? What would you love to learn most about? They'll tell you, oh, actually, I just want to know the cost and I'm ready to get started. Or oh, I actually just, you know, want to read about the compensation plan. Oh, I'd actually just really like to get on one of those team calls because they seem really fun and I like community. Oh, I'd love to hear more about the ISA Foundation. It's going to be things you don't even expect them to say when you actually ask them, hey, what would you like to learn more about so I can give you more information, right? 
And then creating urgency is another big thing with following up. And I think it's a, you can, we can do it in a classy way, right? Like we have the promotion going on through October 3rd right now, this, the, the big promotion that they're running. Instead of you posting it on your social media and hoping somebody reaches out, you can reach out to a couple of people and be like, Hey, Kelly, you know, I, I know we've talked about collagen before. I know you've actually used products way back when, um, we have an incentive right now. I, I know we've talked about the collagen. I know you've been wanting to use it. We have this incentive. I don't know if it's something you'd be interested in doing or using or taking advantage of, but there's so many people getting really great results right now. And I just keep thinking of you. Let me know if that's something you're excited about. It's just following up. You don't have to make it weird, right? You don't have to make it all weird and be awkward. And you can ask people again, is it okay if I follow up with you? Is that okay with you? What information specifically would you like to learn more about? What day or time works best for me to follow up with you? Like ask people versus assuming. How many of you guys are resonating with this or feeling like you can use some of these things? I know I'm going to take my own advice, right? We can always get better at follow-up. And I, I promise you it's the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the 12th, the 20th, the 30th, the 50th time. If you're Marissa Stevens, where people are finally like, okay, this person like actually genuinely cares And I can feel their energy every time I talk to them. And every time I get off the phone with them, I feel better about myself. I feel better about life. I feel more positive. I feel more confident. Like maybe there's something to this that I want to be a part of. Mary Catherine said no five to six years for the business. And Zach and Eden never hated her, right? They were just like, we're always going to be here when you're ready, sweetie, right? Just like a good mom and dad would. We're always going to be ready. Whenever it's your time, whenever the, the, the student is ready, the master will appear. Right. So be the master that's just always ready. And if you're planting those seeds and you're planting not just two or three a day, you're planting hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of seeds over time, those seeds are going to start to sprout and they might not be in as fast or as slow as you thought they would be. But if I'm seeing this with so many gals in our team right now, people that are working their butts off, Marissa Stevens being one of them, she literally has worked her butt off planting so many seeds. And now it's like, Oh, this person finally got started. This person finally got started. This person finally got started because she's keeping those relationships going. Right. And then once you're following up with people and you're talking to them again, and you, you've done this follow-up, right. And then you get on the phone and you're like, I don't know what to say to them now. Or like, I don't know what question to ask next. Right. How many of you guys are like, wait, they said, yes, they're open to relooking at this. They said, yes. What do I say? And I do that a lot. I go back to people. Hey, I know it's been a while. I know it's been two years since you said no to me, right? I don't say that, but I know it's been two years since we talked about isogenics last. Are you open to relooking at this with a fresh pair of eyes? 2020 changed a lot of people's eyesight. Go back to everyone right now. Ask them that question. Hey, I know we've talked about it before. I know you said no last time. It's cool if you say no again. I'm not going to hate you. We can still see each other and wave and be cordial and be friends. But are you open to revisiting this? A lot of people that you thought were no's are going to say yes. They're going to say yes. And it's not you getting told no or yes. It's their timing being a yes. It's their mind being a yes. It's them saying yes to themselves. It's not them saying yes to us. When you get on a call with them or you're talking to them again, you talk to them, hey, are, like I'm going to tell you about what we have going on. And then you tell them, you talk to them, you have a freaking human conversation. And then you ask them, do you have enough information to get started? What other information do you need to help make a decision? Those are the questions I ask every day. Do you feel like you have enough information to get started? What other information do you need to help make a decision? 
Because really that's the only two options. It's either, yes, I'm ready to get started. I feel like I have enough information or no, I don't. Okay, what information do you need? We're just, you know, following up, solving the problem. We have to ask questions though. Also with follow-up, I just want you guys to understand that ghosting is normal when you're following up, especially. I've had women ignore me after, you know, messages like, hey, just circling back on this message, just checking in, hope you're doing well, right? It's happened with me and Marissa. It's happened with me and me and several people, even people in the team. I think of them as prospects. I think of everyone in our organization until they're six or seven figure earners as I get to follow up with them and make sure they're on track for where they want to go. I'm always following up with people. Hey, how's it going since we talked last? Hey, did you do your five reach outs? Hey, just checking in. What's going on? Hey, I know last week was kind of crappy. How are you feeling now? Are you ready to get on the horse? Are you ready to get on the saddle? Hey, it's not like you to not respond. It's not like you to ignore me. I say that to people. Hey, just circling back. Is everything okay? It's really weird. I haven't heard from you. You can say that to people and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to offend you, right? Follow up with people because again, with follow up, this isn't about us. This isn't about you. They're not saying yes or no to you. They're not ignoring you. It's literally whatever they're experiencing in their life. They're going to project that onto you. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not bugging them. We never stop following up. How many of you stopped following up? How many have you, how many, how many of you have stopped following up before? Anyone? Am I the only one? If you stop following up your business, I swear it's going to slow in its growth. The more you're consistently following up, showing on people's radars, building relationships with people, not making it about you and really just making it about people and solving their problems, take yourself out of it. Like stop being selfish. If you're making it about you and you're stopping your follow-up process with people, you're making this about you and your paycheck versus how can this help the person in front of me? Because I see what's possible for them. This is like leadership. Follow-up is removing your, your ego because it's not about us. Because I think of if Kathy Coover wouldn't have continued to follow up with Zach. Not one of us would be on this call right now. Not one of us, right? Zach and Ian, both of them. If Kelly Dickerhood never would have followed up with Laura Stevens when she, they were best friends and Laura was like, I never want to talk to you. You're in a pyramid scheme. Like if your best friend kept telling you that for three years, then you made a million dollars. And she's like, I think I'm ready for this. And she goes millionaire in 14 months. Wouldn't you be like, wow, I'm really glad I didn't get selfish and stop talking to her because she ignored me. Like be the bigger person when you're following up with people. What if, what if John Anderson would have called Jim and Kathy 19 times? And he's like, what's the 20th call going to do? What's the 20th call going to do? I've already talked to them 19 times and they ignored me. Literally none of us would be here right now. Or if he stopped at the 20th call and never bought a motorcycle. Obviously, you don't have to buy motorcycles for people to get started in isogenics. You never have to beg people to be a part of this business, right? But stop giving up. And, and I don't mean it in a, stop giving up, like, stop giving up on people. We're, oh, sorry, I'm getting a call. <laughs> if that messes up my Zoom. Um, stop giving up on people. When people say no, that's them literally feeling like they don't have what it takes. 
And when we stop following up with them, when we know that they, they, they could be amazing at this, when we know that this could change their life because they were just complaining 15 minutes ago on Facebook about how they don't have enough money to buy their kid a Christmas present or how they're complaining about how their car just broke down and they literally don't have money to fix whatever it is in the car. This is not about us. This is about them. This is about pouring that belief into people through follow-up. So just remember, you're going to get ghosted. You're going to get nosed. You're going to get nosed maybe even 50 times. But would it be worth it for then that person to turn around in three to five years because you're still going to be around in three to five years and say, thank you, Sydney. Thank you, Sky. Thank you, Shanice. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, MC. Thank you, Allie. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you for not giving up on me when I treated you like an asshole. Thank you for not giving up on me when I was so miserable in my life that I couldn't even see that you were trying to help me. And I thought you were trying to hurt me. Thank you so much for not giving up on me when everyone else in my life did, including myself. That's all this is. So hope this was helpful. I feel fired up to go follow up with some people. And again, whenever you're going to talk to people, remember those statistics, like remember five to 12 exposures. Remember Kelly Dickerhoof with Laura Stevens. Remember me with Marissa Stevens, right? Remember those stories. And if you really see it for somebody, stop stopping following up, start following up with them and just be like, you know what? You know what, Sky? I see something. And you can say this to people. I see so much possible for you here. And I know you might not get it. And I know you might not see it, but I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to give up following up with you until you really look at what this is, because I know it's going to change your life. You don't think if you got that message when you were feeling hopeless before isogenics, that you might be a little more open. You don't think that someone you could reach out to tonight saying that message, it's the call that could change it all. It's the message that could change it all in somebody's life. Go out and send a message tonight. And remember, you're just planting those bamboo seeds. But if you're willing to do it for long enough, five months down the road, 10 months down the road, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, if you promise to yourself you're still going to be here, all those people are going to come around. I promise you that everyone comes around eventually. Everyone comes around when it's their timing when it's right for them and when they are, they have the mindset that's able to see the greatness of isogenics. There's literally no such thing as no here. The only time it's a no is if someone tries to get a restraining order against you. And I've had that happen. And I swear to God, that girl is going to come around for real, right? They all open their eyes to it eventually. So this is my encouragement to all of you tonight to go get out of your own way, get out of your own head and know that the message that you are avoiding sending tonight to follow up with someone, to provide value, to care about someone could literally be the message that changes their life and your life. Speaking into you right now. Okay. Go be bold. Stop playing small. We're so much bigger than that. We're so much better than that. We have the best community, the best products, the best business model. We just have to go share it. So I got to jump. I love you guys. And I will, uh, I'll have this recording posted. Thank you guys for being so interactive. I appreciate you so much. Um, Sid for president. <laughs> I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Um, recording will be posted.
Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Prism podcast episode this week. It means so much that you got to the end of this episode. I want to acknowledge you for tuning in to grow yourself every single week. So if you loved this episode, leave a rating and a review. Please subscribe so that I know that you're loving this content and I will see you next week.